Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development podcast featuring candid conversations with business leaders across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts from Michigan business leaders and innovators about how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and significant workforces in the nation. Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Hello, my name is Ed Clemente. I'm your host today for the podcast, and we're very fortunate to have Natalie Chimico, the Vice President for Pure Michigan Business Connect and International Trade at the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. And for an added bonus, she also has to work with Industry 4.0, and we'll hear more about that at the end. Welcome, Natalie. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, no, it's uh, great to have you on. I know we did a little pre-call. It's very fascinating, everything that you do there. And so let's, why don't you, because let's say you're you're somewhere and someone has never heard about what you kind of do. What would you tell people quickly about what you do at the MEDC? Yeah, so really kind of to boil it down to the very simplest level, my job is to really accelerate small business growth within the state of Michigan. So we have a ton of incredible programs and services that really help these small businesses find new sales opportunities, both domestically and internationally, really helping diversify their revenue streams and grow jobs within the state. And we're always trying to find new ways to remove any barriers for growth and help businesses prepare for the future. And with that, you mentioned the Industry 4.0 project that we've been leading, which has really been launched to help companies navigate new technologies for their manufacturing business, really merging the physical and the digital technologies. Um, and with all of you know the small business you know success rate and how dismal kind of that looks, it's such a rewarding job to really help those small businesses succeed. Yeah, I'll I'll wayfare back to a couple of those things further down, but can you touch a little bit too? You do a lot with international business too, right? Or international trade, right? So, um, how did like, first of all, let me ask you the basic question. This is what my mom would tell me to ask, but uh, do you speak other languages? Yeah. So I'll, first of all, I'll start with, I, I studied international business um, at Saginaw Valley State. Um, and then before joining MEDC, I worked at Saginaw Future and really got a sense of economic development and what that meant for our community. Um, and then um when I saw that MEDC had this international trade position open, I really jumped at the opportunity to combine those international business background um, with the economic development side of things. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit of a story. So, you know, my really my passion for international for me started at the age of 12 um, when I participated in this program um, called People to People Student Ambassadors. Um, and I got to travel with this cohort of kids that I didn't know without my parents. Um, we traveled around the UK for three weeks. Um, 
really pushed me completely out of my comfort zone um, in the best way possible. And I remember t- I remember my mom telling her friends that I came back at just a completely different person. I returned independent and mature and confident. And since then, I've done several longer stints abroad, including a spring break study abroad to China, a five-month study abroad in Taipei, Taiwan, and another five-month internship in Calcutta, India. So with e- each of these experiences, I just feel like I've gained so many new perspectives um, and grew as a person. But to go back to your question on the language skills. So while I was in Taiwan, I spent about six hours a week um, learning Mandarin Chinese. So um, that coupled with being immersed in the language during my time there, I was really able to pick up some of those basic Chinese phrases. But I will say 10 years later of not practicing it, Um, my Chinese is practically completely gone. So um, the one Chinese phrase I will always remember is Taiguela, which means that's too expensive. So it it just goes to show you that um, I spent a good portion of my time mastering the art of bargaining while shopping at their their night markets there. So it's always nice to know where to get food, too. Yeah, absolutely. That's the most important part. Shopping and food. Um, I'm going to. Just a couple of things. When you were on, this is just more for the audience's sake, but in Taiwan, you were there, you were in Taipei, you said, or no? Yes, Taipei. Mm-hmm. So do they speak Mandarin predominantly or do they speak Cantonese in uh, Taiwan? Yeah, they speak Mandarin Chinese. Mandarin. So that's mm-hmm. mainly what you learned was just Mandarin. Okay. Yeah. And um, let's talk about a more esoteric language, uh, Bangladeshi, right? Uh, do you still have a chance to talk with anybody with that language or no? No. And that was one I didn't really pick up. Unfortunately, they English is one of their you know national languages. So I got lucky there. I picked up a couple of phrases, but mostly just to um, hail a taxi and, and get around the city. But that's about it. Yeah. In fact, I asked you if you had, were close to where Mother Teresa was in, uh, I forgot if you said you were close yeah. to there or no. Yeah. In Calcutta. Yep. Right. Yeah. No, that's uh, pretty amazing. Yes. So, and, and as to paraphrase uh, Mark Twain, it's sort of hard to be uh, prejudiced when you travel a lot. And I'm sure that's the bug you got at 12 years old, right? Yes. It- it just gives you, I mean, just tremendous perspective and you just, I don't know, it just forever changed me. And I, I will always be a advocate for having people travel, especially while they're young. It just changes your whole outlook on life. Yeah. I had a similar experience when I went to India too. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so let's get a little bit to the job because you have three titles. Let's go, let's start out, I think probably with Pure Michigan Business Connect, if you like. Sure. Um, so Pure Michigan Business Connect really works to connect um, purchasers. We we look to identify purchasing needs and connect them with Michigan suppliers. Um, so we do that through custom research as well as um, matchmaking initiatives, both in-person and virtual, um, to really help um create new opportunities or find new opportunities for the Michigan suppliers. And I I know you, this is some of the stuff you had told me a little bit, but is that where you sort of use the analogy of like speed dating kind of things and uh, matching people up? Yeah, kind of. So we, we um, typically do like, I think 20 minute meetings um, 
for the purchaser and they, the purchasers have kind of pre-selected who they want to meet with. Um, so it, it really is a focused discussion and obviously they can have follow-up meetings after, but it's really intended to be, you know, a quick, you know, pitch of, of, of the company and what they can offer. And then um, they'll go into, you know, more details on, you know, contract negotiations and things like that at a later time. And you, you said you do this internationally, even though this is different than the international trade, right? Do you, you help them or is that separate totally from the international trade part? Yeah, I mean, definitely related. So on the international side, we work with the, the Michigan company directly and we try and find out what their target market is. We can help them identify target markets. And then we have a network of in-market representatives that really they do this full time and they um, they actually do matchmaking for for the company. So they'll set up, they'll provide a list, they'll do their research, they'll provide a list of companies that might be a good fit for, you know, sales opportunities or maybe a distributor model. Um, and then, you know, the Michigan company will review and kind of say who they want to meet with. And really what it, what happens is it creates kind of a warm lead for the Michigan company when they arrive in country or when they take a virtual meeting, they're able to kind of have an in um, already with the company and they they start off on the right foot and are able to kind of accelerate what would normally be a super long process of trying to identify these companies, the right representatives. Um, it takes some of that, that pain out of it. So not you don't have to give a specific company, but could you give like a real world example of like something you might have done that, you know, just like how you some product that was able to go international because of something we did at Pure Michigan? Yeah. So um, on the international trade side, so we'll let's say we work with a company, we help them identify through some custom market research, we help them identify what markets are a good potential for them. Um, and then from there, we will introduce them to our international trade office. They'll, they'll set up those matchmaking meetings um, on behalf of them, depending on what they're looking for. Like I said, it could be could be sales, it could be a distributor, it could be an agent, um, a sales agent. It really depends what the what the company is looking for. Um, and, you know, the ultimate model is where when they travel there, then they're able to utilize um, our international trade um, step grant, state trade expansion program um, grant, which offsets the cost of their travel um, and in-country expenditures by 75%. So really what we like to see is a company who will kind of stack these resources to really make them most successful when they're in market. You're listening to the Michigan Opportunity, featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast. So I know you, I guess we sort of morphed into the international side of things too. Yeah, sorry. But I remember you told me in our conversation prior that you have like 
90 different marketing consultants you work with. Is that correct? Yeah, it actually has expanded even further. It's over, we're over a hundred markets now, which is, is awesome, awesome resource. Um, and it's completely free for Michigan companies to utilize. It's like I said, tremendously valuable, not just because of the matchmaking meetings, but because the people we work with in market are locals and they have the language skills, they are in the same time zone. It really gets a company's foot in the door in those international markets so that it it just accelerates everything for them. You might have said this, but I think it's good to highlight it again if you did, but uh, you also help them with tech assistance. I know you and I talked about them, how to design a web page or things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So we do some search engine optimization. We help them develop kind of microsites that are translated um, in various markets just to help them get some more online traction. Um, We also help them with things like um, legal training. So obviously going international, there's a lot of, you know, um, regulations that have to be complied with. And so making sure that they're prepared and understand, you know, the risk that they're taking, but also how to protect themselves and their intellectual property as well. Right. Yeah. So anyone that's out there listening to this podcast, uh, they should contact you if they're thinking of putting a footprint somewhere in another country or something like that, right? Yeah, it's not even more so. It's not even about, you know, setting up an office necessarily. It's just how can we build upon your sales domestically by going internationally? So most of the people, most of the companies we work, work with, it's not like they're setting up a manufacturing facility anywhere. It's that they're they're setting up a sales network that can promote their product internationally. Like, what would you recommend some small business person that might be listening right now? Is there, just go to what website or how would you recommend they go? Yeah. So um, for the trade side, I would go to michiganbusiness.org slash export and um, fill out our just really brief intake form. And we will get you connected to one of our team members to really consult with you and and determine what's the next step for you and your business. And uh, like, how would you direct people for all three programs, actually, the one we've talked about with PMBC and then also the international trade and also probably industry 4.0? Yeah, so the the best place to go is just our website, michiganbusiness.org. You can do forward slash PMBC, um, export, as well as industry 4-0. But you can just search our website and look for those three programs and click to get engaged. Now that we mentioned industry 4.0, let's uh, talk a little bit about it. I know you've got a couple of partners you work with on that, right? Yes, absolutely. So we launched um, a statewide initiative, which is focused entirely on manufacturers to um, prepare 50% of all Michigan manufacturers or about 6,200 businesses to be ready to adopt Industry 4.0 technologies by 2025. So um, we're working really closely with Automation Alley and they provide education and awareness and they really act as the Industry 4.0 Knowledge Center for the state of Michigan. Um, And also we work with the Michigan Manufacturing Technology Center and they host technology road shows, um, course trainings, 
And also they do a really in-depth technology assessment for businesses to help them evaluate, you know, what technologies will be best for their business um, in the future for, you know, optimal profitability and efficiency. Yes. Um, I know we've had Tom Kelly on from uh, Automation Alley. And and I know that... um, did you mention all your partners? I, I thought, did you say MMTC? I was. Yes, they did. Good, good. I was looking at my notes. Thank you for, and they're in Plymouth, correct? Yes. Um, so is there, and maybe you've already answered this question, but is there uh, certain like specific sort of industries you're focusing on or you're really focusing more on segments like small business, medium-sized business, or like, how do you guys break it out if you target sort of industries. Let's start with Industry 4.0. You're mainly focusing on sort of tier two, tier three, or? Yeah. So for the Industry 4.0 initiative, we're really focused on small and medium-sized manufacturers only. Um, Really, like I said, trying to get them prepared for the future of manufacturing and the technologies needed for that. Um, For the other programs, Trade and PNBC, Really, the great thing about these programs is that they're industry agnostic, meaning, you know, we can support companies no matter what industry they're in um, to either find local suppliers or increase their international revenue. Yeah. And I would imagine if you're going to sort of the industry 4.0, it actually opens up opportunities for them to make a lot of different things they traditionally probably weren't focused on, right? So they can actually open up their sort of portfolio of new opportunities as well for manufacturing, right? Absolutely. And really it's, you know, assessing their current model of, you know, how they're working and and thinking into the future of like, what is, what is this industry going to look like 10, 15 years, 30 years down the road? And how can we make that shift? It's just like the other industrial revolutions. When you think about like the assembly line completely altered how we did, you know, um, manufacturing and then, you know, computers and electronics. And now it's really how can those computers and electronics work with the physical side of things? Um, So it's, it's all about, you know, getting companies to think about their culture in a different way and think about, you know, their future and, and how this industry is making a huge shift right now. Yeah. In fact, I read an article, uh, I don't know how long ago, but, uh, talked about how China wants to focus more on manufacturing versus technology, you know, and the, uh, sort of like the 10 cents Alibaba's, they said, I want to get away from that a little bit and more back to manufacturing, it sounds like. And I think they're probably having some slippage as well. So it's good that we want to sort of double down on this, especially at this time. Yeah, I mean, when you think about like the Michigan economy and even the the U.S. economy, I mean, we are built on manufacturing. It is literally like our backbone. And so we need to make sure that these companies are prepared. And, um, you know, otherwise it's a significant threat of, you know, that um, that some of these technologies can be disrupting what we've known for a long time and how the manufacturing industry has run. Yeah, you know, in my one of my many previous jobs, uh, I was the president of a chamber of commerce, and I used to do retention visits with the MEDC, and I was always amazed at how much how many things sort of are made still in our state. And I know there's been some leakage, but in general, we're still probably one of the better states I would imagine in the country for manufacturing, right? 
Absolutely. I think we have the fifth largest um, manufacturing workforce in the country. So absolutely. It is, it is, I think, our number one, you know, industry in the state. Well, uh, the hard part's over. I got a quick question for you. If you were, uh, this is advice for either people mid-career or younger people, whatever you're comfortable with, but just from all your experiences globally, what would you, like, if you could go back and talk to yourself before you picked a major in college, or I know you might've not changed anything, but what would you tell someone younger or someone mid-career to go into now? Yeah. I I mean, I would give maybe two pieces of advice. Um, The first one, which is probably not a surprise to you, which is just travel abroad, um, explore the world. As I mentioned, it, you know, significantly changed my perspective and my trajectory um, on just about everything and just kind of made me a better person overall and a better professional. Um, And the second piece of advice I would say is really just be your biggest cheerleader um, every day. I know it sounds really cheesy, but I really believe that you you have to believe in yourself um, in order to be successful in life. And most people are their worst, you know, their own worst critic. And you just have to let go of all that self-doubt and give yourself credit for the skills and the strengths that you have. And I really believe nothing can stop you once you've once you've realized that. Yeah, the real challenge is figuring out what you're really good at sometimes. And, uh, True. and you have to cut through a lot of other stuff to kind of figure out what you're happy about as well as good at. Right. True. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. So the last question is pretty simple, but uh, you don't have to give any trade secrets out here. But uh What do you like best about living in Michigan? I mean, what is not to love? Um, I absolutely love all of the endless outdoor activities. So my husband and I like to go kayaking, biking, camping, hiking, wherever we can get outside. We particularly love exploring all of the plethora of waterfalls in the Upper Peninsula. Um, We like to float down um, the Looking Glass River. That's a bit closer to home um, to us in Lansing or just kind of taking in the views um, up in kind of that Leelanau Peninsula area. So, I I mean, we just love to explore, and I couldn't think of a better state for outdoor activities. Well, that was a good answer. once again, it's been a pleasure, Natalie, but I want to thank Natalie Chimiko, the Vice President for Pure Michigan Business Connect and International Trade at the MEDC. Uh, she's also involved with Industry 4.0, but thanks again, Natalie, for doing this today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Ed. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.